What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Personal Growth Podcast, Time to Grind. Here we discuss how to be the best version of ourselves every single day. I am your host, Kim Wynn, and I'm no expert, but I bring you tools and practices that I've used to transform my own life and guests who can bring their own wisdom and new perspectives your way. Changing your life and healing is completely up to you. I'm just here to spark your imagination and give you new ideas. If you want to do the work, you've got to get out there and grind. Let's do it together. This episode of Time to Grind is sponsored by BetterHelp. Most of us struggle with something. As you know, I have struggled with anxiety most of my life and PTSD for a good portion of my adult life. Therapy has been instrumental for me to find ways to manage and honestly just to have someone to talk to who knew how to help me when I didn't know how to help myself. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and they even offer financial aid. They'll assess your needs and match you with a licensed therapist, and you can change your therapist for free if you don't find the right fit right away. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network. A lot of areas don't have specialized therapy near them, and BetterHelp has a lot of options from the comfort of your home. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. And special offer to Time to Grind listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash time to grind. That's betterhelp.com slash time to grind. Now back to the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. I'm really excited for today's episode. I've talked about it a couple times in the Time to Grind Facebook group, which if you're not a part of, come join us. It's a great community. There's lots of just wonderful people there. It's like a really positive, uplifting place and no judgments whatsoever. So come see everyone else grow. Come see me grow. Come share your own growth journey. We love all of the growth there. But I've been talking a little bit about love languages in the group, and I asked the other day how people uh, received love and ways that their significant other showed them love. And I have my own significant other on the show today. So if you guys remember Maddie Feck, we're going to be talking about the five love languages today and kind of what they really mean. So there's a little more to it than you think, but welcome to the show, Maddie. Thank you for having me. So what is a love language to start with? right? So simply put, it's different ways of expressing and receiving love. Not everyone gives or receives love the same way. And identifying not only how you receive love, but also how you give love and how your partner gives and receives love is so important to a relationship, to 
really the success of a relationship, to be honest, because you could be showing someone love the way that is natural for you, but might not be the way they receive it. And this isn't even just partners, your children, thinking about how you love your children, how they best feel loved by you. So there is a book called The Five Love Languages. If you have not read the book, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. So you can purchase that through Amazon. I have an Amazon affiliate link. So a tiny, tiny portion of it will come back to the show. Um, And if you have not yet figured out your own love language, there's a short quiz. Maddie just took it the other day. It was interesting. He's got two, his top two love languages were pretty close. I think it was like 30 and 27% or something like that for the top ones. But go take the quick quiz. I put the link to the website also in the show notes and then come right back and you can hear all about your love language. I'd encourage you if you do have a partner to have them take it as well if they haven't because what is your love language might surprise you. It might not be what you think it is. So we have five main love languages, right? Do you know what they are? Quality time, uh, words of affirmation, physical touch, gift giving, and acts of service. Acts of service. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about each one. So acts of service means that you value giving back to people. You believe that actions speak louder than words, and you're pretty selfless in your daily life. You enjoy showing your partner how much you appreciate them and you expect the same back. You don't like to verbally confess to someone how you feel all the time. Overall, kindness means a lot to you in a relationship. Now, spoiler alert, this is my love language and Maddie will tell you when his comes up. So the next one is physical touch. You clearly like physical affection if this is yours and you feel most loved when touched. You find comfort in things like hugs and kissing or hand-holding and cuddling. Physical intimacy is important and needed for you in a relationship, and these things are emotional connectors for you. You're typically good at reading body language and are usually confident and comfortable around most people. Words of affirmation. uh, That's the opposite of acts of service here. So you prefer words more than actions. You find it hard to open up physically without verbal acknowledgments of affection or love. Things like I love you, compliments, words of appreciation, encouragement, regular texting, and recognition on social media fill your love tank. Quality time. You feel most adored and loved when your partner wants to spend time with you. You don't find their presence annoying or clingy, but peaceful and comforting. Active listening is important to you. You give your undivided attention to the person that you love and you enjoy meaningful and deep conversations. You are most likely a people person. Yeah, quality time and physical touch are probably neck and neck when I took my quiz of my love languages. I think my follow-up one was quality time was my second one. And it wasn't too far behind acts of service. And then we have receiving gifts, which is not what people think it is. A lot of people think it's like a very selfish, materialistic thing when they hear the words receiving gifts. If receiving gifts is your love language, you obviously love giving and receiving gifts. You like visual symbols of love. 
These don't have to be monetary. What matters most is the thought or meaning behind the gift, not the price tag. You value the process of gift giving and deliberately choose special gifts for your significant other. When a gift is received well by your partner, you feel full of love and joy and gratification. So I personally think all of these should be all of our love languages. Like we should be doing all of these things with our partner. Maybe some weighted more heavily than others, depending on how they receive love. But I think they're all important. I think it's important to spend quality time together. I think it's important to have physical touch. I think it's important to give thoughtful gifts. Um, I think it's important to affirm with words. Um, now I'm acts of service, so I don't do that all the time, but I try. All five are important. So here's the interesting thing, right? We've actually been like, I dug through so much like social media content on TikTok regarding love languages because they found so much in interesting stuff. It's actually what prompted me to want to do an episode so much so that I think I was listening to a lot of it and and your algorithm started picking up uh, love language stuff because you sent me one the other day. Yep. We're going to talk about the one that he sent me because I think it's really true. What do love languages really mean, right? Well, there might be something more behind this seemingly simple idea of how we receive love or how we give love. So it's often said that your love language is what you didn't receive as a child. So it's what you were lacking in your childhood. And now as an adult, you're longing for it because that void is still there. You didn't receive whatever it was. And uh, I actually asked a couple people who answered about their love language and a couple people uh, messaged me regarding uh, their love language. And I asked the question back, you know, uh, there was someone who told me that uh, words of affirmation was their love language. And so I said, did your parents often tell you that they love you or that they were proud of you? Did they verbally recognize your achievements and accomplishments? And instantly I got a response back that said, no, I was never told I love you. And so I think it's true. I think for me, it's true. And um, we'll see if it's true for Maddie, because I'm going to tell you based on your love language, what you might have been lacking as a child. And I don't know if this is true for everyone. Hop on over to the Facebook group and tell me if this is true for you. So if your love language is quality time, perhaps you were lonely as a child. Now, yours is quality time. Would you say that you were lonely as a child? I wouldn't say that I was lonely, but I was definitely the youngest in my family um, by a significant amount. So in a way, it's like everybody had their own life, my siblings and own friends, and they're all within a few years of each other. And then I have a nine-year age gap between my next closest siblings. So I think I just think that because I was always the baby of the family, like they always like took me along with them, hang out with their friends because someone had to watch me or 
you know, I was always, you know, brought around and treated not like, like equal, but it was like I was everybody's little brother to the group of friends because I was always hanging around. So it was this quality time just like watching my brother hang out with his friends and he would always make sure like he was always like the ringleader of his group of friends. And I was always like his like number two guy, even though he has like his best friends there. So it's always just like I was spending a lot of time with my brother. Um, and then, you know, as I got a little older, I spent more time with my sister. So I really think it's just like I was always tagging along with them growing up because it was like I, you know, a single parent when I was really little. And then, you know, that I pretty much was like a latchkey kid. So my brother and sister were pretty much taking care of me. So I was always tagging along with their friends. So quality time is my second one and it's, it's fairly close. I think it was only like maybe 4% lower than acts of service. And I would say that's true. I have one sibling, she's five years older than me. And so I was kind of like the pesky little sister and we didn't really hang out or get along very well growing up. So I spent a lot of time alone. I was also a big reader. So I was never like that kid that you, it was a punishment to be by myself or, you know, I love to, to be alone with my books and read. And I was very, had a big imagination. So I played alone a lot with like dolls or Hot Wheels or whatever. I mean, it would like rummage around like in the dirt when I was a kid and yeah. So I, I never had a problem being alone. I was alone a lot. Um, and my parents both worked. So, you know, I kind of was just, I guess, left to hang out by myself a lot when my parents were working and my sister didn't want to hang out with me. So I, I guess same thing, like being the youngest, I just kind of figured out my own way. So it could be why it's second on my list. If physical touch is your love language, perhaps you had parents that weren't incredibly affectionate. Maybe they didn't hug you a lot. Uh, if receiving gifts is your love language, maybe you got gifts like money or gift cards that weren't very personal or no thought was ever put behind getting you things that you liked or wanted or asked for. Um, if acts of service is your love language, uh, maybe you depended on yourself a lot as a child. And I wouldn't say... That's such a weird thing to say for a child to depend on themselves because obviously I didn't depend on myself financially or like I had present parents that were that are great parents and they were definitely around. But I for my whole life, I felt like a people pleaser. And so I did a lot and I never wanted to be like a burden to anyone. So I I definitely took on like a lot of chores. I tried to help around the house I would like clean the bathroom with like no one even asking me. I would just do things. I would help my dad with things. And so I think I probably took on a lot more as a kid than like I needed to. And so I think in the process, I ended up doing a lot of things for people. And when you do that, people typically do less for you. And that made its way into adulthood for me too. And and I have a whole spiel I could give on why this is my love language, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Actually, right now, I think we're going to talk about our love languages and kind of how they come together and how we kind of show each other love. So his is quality time. 
I'm kind of a loner. Like it's, um, I love spending time with him. I'm used to spending a lot of time alone. So it, it takes effort for me because even though it's like second on my list, I'm used to a lot of alone time. And so it's different for me to actually have someone in my life who wants to spend a lot of time with me because I think in past relationships, I didn't have that. I, I, I would tend to try and find very, I guess, like a similar thing. People who I'd be like, okay, maybe I'll see you like one day a week or something because that's all I can manage. And now it's so different for me. Like I love spending time with you. Even if we're just kind of sitting in the same room, like working together, or we'll go to like a coffee shop and work. I don't necessarily see that as quality time, but I know that he likes just sitting in the same room with me, even if we're just working. So I try to make an effort to spend that quality time. Weirdly, like before we took the quiz, before you took the quiz, it was like, uh, words of affirmation is what he initially told me his love language was. And so I would ask you every now and then and say, am I doing okay? Because that's not, I don't recognize the need for words for affirmation. It's opposite of my love language. Like not that words don't matter to me, but I don't need them as much as I need action. So I don't always recognize the need for words. So that takes a lot of effort for me. I have to be very mindful that I'm like saying things. Yeah, I was a little surprised that quality time was so high on my list. Uh, because I, if you were to ask me, I would say physical touch and then words of affirmation. It's almost like I need constant reassurance. It's like that I'm loved. As we've talked about that, I've always tell you that... Um, you know, I can't believe you're my girlfriend or I can't believe, you know, I found someone like you. It's like, I have a hard time believing that like, this is my reality. So you, I constantly need you to remind me that, you know, Hey, I love you. And constantly have to give me a big hug. And, you know, tell me, you always say it to me all the time, you make a conscious effort of doing that, you know, frequently multiple times a day. I mean, I even have hug life across my stomach, you know, that's how much physical mm -hmm. touch means to me that, you know, I like the, I like to give, you know, physical affection and I like to receive it as well. And then quality time, I, you know, was a, was a little surprised just because, you know, I, at least on the internet, I tend to have an outgoing personality, you know, I'll say, you know, funny or wild things. And I tend to have like a big personality online. And when people meet me in person, I tend to be a little more quiet. Um, I don't, you know, I, I engage in conversation, but I don't always lead a conversation. You know, I kind of sit there and absorb my surroundings. And if, you know, if you talk to me, I respond back, but people are always surprised how quiet I am when they meet me um, or they assume something's wrong or something's the matter because I'm so quiet all the time. Um, and really it's just like, I, I like being in people's presence, but I don't always like to feel the need to engage all the time. So even if we're you know, sitting in a room, just like playing on our phones with each other, like oh, that's, that's fine for me. I don't think that is, that is rude. It's like, I'm in your presence and I'm happy with just that. I don't feel the need to always engage in conversation or need to be talking all the time do feel like we're spending time together he does you do a really good job of fulfilling my love language so here's the weird thing about people who have acts of service as their love language and i'm gonna break down towards the end of the show how you can better love your partner based on what they like and dislike for their love language so here's the weird thing about people with acts of service. We don't want to ask you. 
ever for help. If someone in your life has acts of service, they are for sure someone who is independent and has most likely not been able to count on a partner before. I'm one of those people, like, if I ask for help, I really need it. And if someone tells me no, I will most likely never ask them again. We're long distance, and you've been here, like, a month. Yep. And it's been different for me, like, having someone here all the time. I haven't had that in six years, I think. So it's it's a big jump for me. Like last time you were here was like a week. It's been so nice. It's been nice to see, like settle into a routine and see you really make an effort to fulfill my love language. I will come home from work and I get home from work around 9 or 10 a.m. And the dishes are done and my kitchen's clean and he's working. but there's stuff has been done around the house. Sundays are my hardest days at work. And I'm usually exhausted when I come home. Sunday is like my Monday. And so I'm usually really tired and um, typically take a nap when I come home. And I came home. I remember the first Sunday, I think you were here. I came home to like a fully clean house like I walked in and you were like, I did everything but vacuum because I think the kids are still asleep for him. Doing the dishes is nothing for me. It's him taking a, like a thing off of my plate. Also a thing I don't like to do that I know I have to do. And so the fact that he just does that or whatever, without me asking or anything, it means a lot to me. And I know he doesn't, I know you don't quite like get that, but I'm someone who's done it all for my household forever. And so, you know, since I've been an adult and so to have someone, I guess, feel like a partner means a lot to me. Does it take a lot of effort? Like, do you, I guess, do you think about it? Like, do you, or is, are you just trying to be helpful? You you know, it, if you ask my family and you told them how much I clean, they would think you're, I'm, that I'm, it's crazy that they, they don't believe it when you tell them all the cleaning that I've been doing. But it just has become second nature um, just to do it. You know, I, you know, for some reason, I have this weird OCD about wanting to clean dishes, like ha- having a clean sink. So I'm always doing the dishes. Like while she's cooking, I'm like cleaning as she's cooking and I'm loading the dishwasher and I'm constantly running the dishwasher and I'm emptying the dishwasher and I'm filling it back up. So that's kind of like my thing. So I don't think about that's like take something off your plate. It's just like second nature for me. But then it's just like, I also enjoy vacuuming. So that's like not even a chore. That's like a treat to vacuum. So just like cleaning the kitchen. I mean, I, I work in, in the kitchen, so I just make sure it's clean. And I know she comes home and she's tired. She wakes up way early and she does all the podcast stuff on top of it. And she's cooking dinner and taking care of the kids. And it's just like, what am I, I'm working from home. And if, she comes home and it's not clean. I just feel like what, like, I feel like I'm not contributing enough. So I just, again, we're, we're a team. So I don't look at it as I'm helping her. I just feel like, you know, if I'm going to be here in the house, I got to treat it, you know, like it's my house. So that's what I, that's why I do it. But for something that means so much to her and to me, it's just like just doing my job. So it's just like, 
I don't always see how much it affects her. And then she gets a little emotional and tells me how much it means to her, or she just gives me a big long hug. And I'm like, what's that for? And she just like takes a deep breath and like relaxes. And I just like, okay, she just feels like she has nothing to do now. I took so much off the plate for her. So it just, it just almost fires me to want to even do more for her. I think it's really great to check in with your partner every now and then and say like, am I, especially if it's something that's not second nature to you, to say like, you know, when I thought words of affirmation was your love language to check in and say like, am I doing a good job of making you feel loved? Because that's the hardest one for me to recognize. So I had to ask because I don't, I don't receive love that way. So I have no idea if I was anywhere near, you know, what I should be doing. There's for each love language, there's different ways you can go about loving your partner. All right. So I'm going to tell you what each love language likes and dislikes, and we'll see if they fit and are accurate with our top ones. Okay. So we're going to start with words of affirmation. This is bottom on my list. So I have no idea. But uh, words of affirmation is basically verbal compliments to express love and appreciation. So if your partner's love language is words of affirmation, they like heart-to-heart and deep conversations, recognizing their effort. They like compliments in front of other people. And they like for you to tell them why you love them, not just that you love them. They dislike when you go a long time without calling. When effort goes unrecognized, no matter how much they do. When criticism isn't constructive, although I think I would say that most people don't like when criticism isn't constructive. Um, I think that's kind of just put downs, right? (laughs) So, um, and when they feel lost because you can't express your feelings in words. Also, when you use a harsh tone. Um, I actually resonate. I actually resonate with some of those dislikes. Uh, but I think it's just cause I'm a little emotional. I don't like being yelled at. I don't like when people, um, put me down, uh, like in harsh tones or anything like that. I don't mind constructive criticism, but anyway, uh, moving on to acts of service, which is me. So this is any act that eases the burden of responsibility. We like spontaneous acts done without asking. Absolutely. Partners that aren't lazy, and that doesn't mean you have to be doing, doing, doing all the time. But if we feel like we're parenting because we're always picking up after you and you're not doing your part, don't like it. And we like uh, help when we feel overwhelmed. And I think you do a pretty good job of recognizing when I'm overwhelmed. (laughs) So, um, even from far away, you'll ask me if there's things you can do. So I think I ask you all the time. And I think the word phrasing is, can I take something off your plate for you? I ask you all the time. Yeah. And I mean, since I've been here, I don't think I let you carry any bags or unwrap the weights or, you know, clean anything. I kind of tell you to put it down. There was one time you did dishes and I was like a little upset that you were like, won't let me do them. And I was just like, you did enough today. And you're like, no, I want to do the dishes. And I was like, what kind of malarkey is that? We all have our things, right? I like I clean the toilet every day. He thinks <laughs> he thinks that's weird, but it's you know I'm I'm one of those people. I have ADHD, so 
I'll, I'll do lots of tasks at one time because that's just how my brain works. If I start the dishes, I might get sidetracked by something else. And then I'm okay, actually, with like the dishes sitting in the sink overnight. And he's not okay with that. I'm, however, not okay with not cleaning the toilet every day. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm afraid like that permanent ring is going to get around the toilet. And so I don't know. Um, okay. So acts of service, we dislike when you ignore the requests or are unwilling to help. Um, we dislike broken commitments and not following through with your actions. When you create more work, um, and when you act burdened, if asked to do your part and then never taking initiative or helping out of guilt or obligation, receiving gifts, uh, this is tangible symbols that reflect thoughtfulness and effort. Uh, people who love receiving gifts like when it's uh, more about the thought than the price tag, the gesture that makes them feel understood, seen, and appreciated. And they love small tokens of love that they can keep. They dislike when you forget or ignore special occasions uh, they dislike when you buy things they say they don't want or like. I've had people do that and I don't like that either. And that's near, I think it's like second to the bottom for me, for my love language. But I don't like that. For some reason, when people like things, they'll try to convince you that you should like them too. I've had people like buy me books they think I should read, even though I'm like, oh, I'm not interested in that and buy it for me anyway. And they don't care for money as gifts or gift cards. They'd prefer like a gift that you put thought into. If uh, quality time is your partner's love language, as it is mine. Before we go to quality time, I think um, receiving gifts is an interesting one. Just because I personally dislike receiving gifts. I hate when people spend money on me. Um, I, I'm not a money person. Um I'm not into like any kind of hobby that requires a lot of money, like sneakers or clothes. Um, but I also default into giving gifts myself. I It's funny. I don't, I don't like giving gift cards. Um, I like to give gifts. I, I like to think I'm a really good gift giver. And I like to give gifts that when you see it, you know it's from me. Like it's, it's going to relate to something you like, but it's, it has my personality to it. So you always know it's a gift for me. But yeah, so that, that ranked the lowest on mine. I believe it ranked the lowest on yours as well. Um, but yeah, it's just funny how like that's my default is to when I give someone gifts, but then I in return I dislike getting gifts. I mean, obviously a gift that means something. Like today, you came home and you you know bought me a bunch of clothes that you saw because it was on sale, and like I was like overwhelmed to the point where like I real I didn't realize I didn't thank you for them until like hours later because i was just like at the time i was just like oh what, man i didn't know how to react to getting impromptu gifts not knowing it was coming so that's why that happened today well like i think the first thing i ever sent you was cookies i love that yeah you love that i i uh shout out to my friend barbara barbara great cookies yeah i don't know if she's listening i'm actually gonna put uh, i'll find some kind of link to contact barbara if you want seriously delicious cookies i sent him i ordered snickerdoodle cinnamon chip cookies i think from her she's fabulous and sent those and he was super excited about them so i i think when you put thought into gifts because i knew they were his favorite cookie 
I think when you put thought into gifts, they mean more. Like today, it wasn't really like, oh, I just I I just picked up some clothes because they were like on clearance. But I think when I give you gifts that are meaningful to you, like when I got you that little keychain, when I sent you cookies that you loved, things like that, I think you like that stuff. You seem appreciative in the moment of those things. Oh, for sure. He is a good gift giver. Okay. I got a, a Harry Potter Ravenclaw blanket with my dog as like a Ravenclaw. It's perfect. And I have some other really cute special gifts from him. So uh, great gift giver. So yeah, thought into gifts matters a lot. And I try and like when I sent those cookies, it it was also not just the thought to send him cookies. I wanted to support my friend too. Like I try and I try and do things like that where I'm kind of acts of service is my thing. I lead with like kindness and things like that. So I try and do things for people. Okay, so quality time. This is yours. So this is focused and undivided attention spent together. Although you say maybe not necessarily focused. You think if it's we're just in the same room. For me, I read quality time different. Like for me, when we're in the same room on our like scrolling through TikTok, that's not necessarily quality time for me. Okay, so we have this really cool game. It's called We're Not Really Strangers and it's the couples edition. It's really cool. It gives you like three different levels of questions. Um, and we've been doing a little bit of each deck like here and there. And it's really great conversation. To me, that's really good quality time that we spend together. And I definitely feel like when we go see a movie or go out to dinner, whatever, it's quality time. But for me, um, I love quality time with like our phones away um, engaged and like that's quality time to me. And that doesn't have to be every time we sit down together, but quality time for me is like when we're talking and there's no distractions and, and all that kind of stuff. I think we, I think every night we do that before bed, we just kind of put our phones away and just kind of like recap the day. Yes. Yeah. Our big thing is asking if you're best part of the day to each other. Um, and we kind of, you know, decompress before bed at least every night yeah so quality time this is you you like or i'm gonna guess you can confirm for me this is what i have written down you like time together more than a gift or a fancy date uh you like when people put their phone away in your company you like new experiences and trips together those are all correct. Okay. <laughs> and then you dislike when someone says they're too busy for you, but make time for other people. When you someone's on their phone, when they're trying to talk to you, when you're trying to talk to them rather. And when someone forgets to put effort into special occasions, when people cancel dates with no explanation, when your partner is never interested in trying new activities with you and when they're distracted or distant. Yeah. It's funny. Those are the things that I typically, you know, are like, Oh, that's a pet peeve of mine. And then realizing that it's all negatively affecting the quality time love language, um, which, you know, like I said, I was surprised to see that was so high on when I took the quiz. And now when I hear the dislikes, that, that makes it, strike more the dislikes than you know the to what i do appreciate because like like i said i don't mind sitting in the room with somebody on their phone just you know 
be in each other's company. But then when it's like they don't consider my feelings, when they cancel plans, they not just negatively affects me like way worse. So yeah, it's relatable. I think for me, the phone is only like when we're engaged in conversation and someone pulls out their phone and I'm like, okay, well, obviously what I'm saying is not interesting. Um, Okay, if we go into physical touch, we're defining this as a non-sexual touch that reinforces your presence. Someone who has a love language of physical touch, they like holding hands, especially in public because it makes them feel wanted in the presence of others. They like cuddling and kissing, and they like not being the only one to initiate intimacy. They dislike long periods of time without intimacy when someone assumes that physical touch just means sex, when they take initiative to touch you, but you are rejecting it. And that, and that's not, that's more when it's like often rejected. (laughs) Sometimes people don't feel like being intimate, right? That long day, they don't feel well, whatever it is, whatever their thing is. And I think it's when it's happening regularly someone who has the love language of physical touch is not feeling love at all when they're constantly rejected. And when they're feeling down and you pull away instead of being close and then being neglected in group settings. So those are ways that you can better love your partner. All right. And there's lots of like little different things you can do. So Words of affirmation, you could write a note, put it in their lunchbox, you can give them a compliment when they wake up or when they get home from work, you can say something nice about them in front of their friends, tell them that you appreciate what they do for you or for your family, send them a text message, tell them you're thinking of them, right? Write little notes around the house for them to find. Um, If quality time is their thing, turn off the TV and talk, go on a date, take a walk together. Take a drive, have dinner with no interruptions, play a board game, make dinner together. If it's receiving gifts, pick up their favorite drink or their candy bar. Uh, We did the Target challenge recently, and that's fun. You can knock out uh, like some quality time and receiving gifts. You basically go and you get something that the person, you get their favorite drink, their favorite snack, snack, their their favorite color, something that's their favorite color, something they need, something that makes you think of them. So we had a lot of fun doing that. And then you pull out all the stuff after you get back home or in the car, whatever you want to do. And it's fun. It's like, look, I got you this thing and it's cute. So pick up. So receiving gifts, you pick up their favorite drink or their candy bar, give them a day to themselves. You know, say like if it's your wife, be like, here, go get your nails done today or go enjoy some time shopping or whatever it is that she likes to do. I'm not saying that's what all women like to do, right? He could be like, hey, go hang out at the bookstore. I'll handle things around the house. I'd be like, okay, (laughs) that sounds fabulous. Um, Give them a gift card to their favorite restaurant that they go to. Buy them something for no particular reason. Um, And then make gift-giving holidays a really big deal. Acts of service, you can make their lunch, make their favorite dinner, do a job that they normally do but don't particularly love, like the dishes. Um, You can fill their gas tank. Take their car through the car wash. Run an errand for them. Call and see if you can pick up anything at the store for them. 
And then uh, physical touch, give them a shoulder massage while you're watching TV. Hold their hand in public, kiss them, welcome them home with a hug and kiss. I think that's so important to do anyway, regardless of love language. Touch them as you pass by them. Sit close together when you're watching TV. So those are some ideas, right? I want to talk about something we saw the other day, which is this idea that two of the love languages are kind of tricky. And I've been thinking about it since. Basically, it's this idea that two of them are a little more toxic than the other ones because they require reciprocation to feel love. So for mine, for acts of service, when he does something for me, I don't feel the need to do something for him. I'll thank him, but I don't feel the need to go, you know, if he does the dishes, I don't feel the need to go put his clothes in the washer washer, or like anything like that. And, you know, with quality time, we're spending that time together. So there's really no reciprocation there. And then with gift giving, if someone gives you a gift because they're thinking of you, you don't necessarily feel the need to go give them a gift back, right? Especially in the moment, you're just thankful for what you got, right? But if we look at physical touch and words of affirmation, what do you do when physical touch is how you receive love and you go to touch someone and they don't want to touch you back? doesn't feel good, right? What do you do when you tell someone I love you and they don't say I love you back? Also doesn't feel good, right? So it's not like if I give if he gives me a gift and I don't give anything back to him, he doesn't feel bad. If he does something for me and I don't do anything back for him, he doesn't feel bad. And we're spending time together, so that doesn't even relate to any of these. But if he says, I love you, and I'm silent, that's not good. And then if I go to touch him, and he pulls away from me and doesn't want me to touch him, that doesn't make me feel good. So I think those are a little bit tricky because you almost have to reciprocate in order for the person to feel loved. Otherwise, it can create tension. You can, you know, that's when we get into people feeling like, you know, they're they're being rejected and, and things like that. So for sure, I think if those are either on love languages on either side, those can definitely be problematic if you're dealing with a partner who is either not reciprocating or not feeling good because they know they have to reciprocate in order to fulfill your love language and then they do it because they feel guilt or they feel obligation or whatever it is, right? Yeah, um, I, I agree. And th- that assessment really struck me because physical touch words of affirmation are so high up you know, or important to me. So I, when I heard that, I was just like, yeah, absolutely. Like I would be like really upset if I go to touch you and you pulled away or, you know, if I give, you know, say I love you, you didn't say it back because I feel like you do because you know those are important to me. Like I, you obviously you like it, but it's just like I touch you a lot in public and you never like pull away or you don't like reject it. You know, we're standing in line, we can order food and I'll like hug you from behind or we're walking and I'll put my hand around your waist or we're constantly holding hands while driving. And it's just like you're always reciprocating the physical touch. 
Um, or, you know, we'll be sitting on the couch and you'll be like, cuddle me. And I have to like come scoot over and lay my head on you. So it's just like those things that, you know, I, I, I have a hard time figuring out this, like, you know, obviously you like it, but I'm always like, is she saying that because it's so important to me or because she wants it back? I'm always like questioning it because it's so high up on my list and you're hyper aware of what, you know, I need. And you're always asking, you know, checking in with me. So it's always just like, I've never felt rejected or never felt like I wasn't being like overwhelmed with love by you. So you do a really good job of checking off my boxes. And just when I heard those being rejected or reciprocated, how devastating is this rank so true because you'd never done that. And I feel like if that were to happen, I'd be like really upset. I think for me, like um, words of affirmation is so weird for me to give I think I've been doing it more, so it's becoming more habit and easier. But I think, and I, I've had like a partner in the past who wanted to be like thanked for going to work and stuff. And I didn't, I don't understand that stuff. Like, I, I guess I don't recognize the need to thank people for things that they should be doing and have to do. And would have to do if I was not in the picture. You know what I mean? Like, if there was no me, if there was no... Like, you'd still need a job. Like, you'd still have to go to work. You'd still have to support yourself. Like, do I appreciate that you, you know, have a job and contribute and stuff? Yeah, but am I going to thank you for going to work every day? Like, that's just not... If someone needs that, that's too much for me. I recognize like effort and, and appreciate. So like I try and give words of affirmation for you fulfilling my love language, because I want to like affirm to you that like you're, what you're doing is like super helpful to me. I, I also think um, like appreciation is huge. And I think people get very complacent with appreciation and it becomes like comfort and habit. And we stop like appreciating our partner and thanking them for things that we appreciate them doing just because they they've been doing it for so long that we stop. I think the one way you do a really good job with words of affirmation is when we're having like a quiet moment, like I'll just be working and all of a sudden I catch you like looking at me and then I'm like, what? And you're just like, you're so handsome. And I get all bashful every time when you say that it does, or we'll, we'll be in the car and you know, we're just listening to music and you know, I just catch you looking over at me and then you just like, you know, say I'm the best, you know, just for, I guess for, you're reflecting on either the day or, you know, the time we're spending together. And then you just like always mention. So I've just, I do notice that like, it's obviously if I tell you, I love you, you always say I love you too, but there's always those moments where it's like, I catch you just like looking at me and then I, I'll notice. And then you just like, will come out with like saying like a, comp a random compliment and I'm just like always get overwhelmed by it. I do do that. So I think, because I, I think for me, like, even if I don't do it enough, like, I like to make sure that my, my words of affirmation are genuine. Like, I don't want it to be something that I, f that feels forced for me, but I will go through like periods of time where I'm like, did I, have I said stuff today? Like, I don't, which is probably good because that means I'm doing it now and I don't even recognize that I'm doing it anymore, which is probably means I'm getting better at it. I want to talk about something that I don't think is often talked about with love languages. 
And if you listen to my last episode with Maggie McGill, which I absolutely love, if you have not listened to it, please go do. It's so wonderful. And I love all the feedback I got on this episode. But she said something, which is uh, our greatest romance is with ourselves. So we are the biggest love of our life, okay? You spend more time with yourself than you do with anyone else in this life or this world. So I love this man sitting next to me, but he came into my life in my 41st year of life. So I spent 40 years of my life just without him. And, you know, that's a a long time. So um, it's, we are with ourselves more than anyone. We're with our own thoughts more than we're with anyone else's thoughts. At the end of the night, we're laying down with ourselves and our own minds. And, um, you know, our relationship with ourself is so, so important. I will say that changing my life led to a whole new level of self-love for me. I've always loved myself on some level, probably like my mind and my heart, but I really didn't love a lot of things about me. And it took changing my life and like courage and action and discipline and lots of things to make me feel better about me and love myself more. It took me showing up for myself and keeping promises to myself. And I realized, you know, I I bounced through some very unhealthy relationships. And it was for sure because I wasn't showing up to love myself. And when we don't show up to love ourselves, how do we expect anyone else to love us? I always find it interesting, right? When we get people that complain about bad relationships, um, people that don't love them, and then they're failing themselves, right? Emotionally, mentally failing themselves. They're kind of drowning. And I've been there. And when you can't love yourself, how do you expect anyone else to? You're setting the example for everyone else. You're setting the example on how to love you. So if you're not showing up to love yourself, you should probably start with identifying your love language and fulfilling your own. Okay? So find ways to fulfill your own love language to love yourself better. For me, it's acts of service. I'm going to go... um cross crossing things off of my list always makes me feel better he knows it too i'll like uh, if i take stuff off my list i feel better um so if quality time is your love language listen to your favorite album read a new book do a guided meditation take a drive if physical touch is your love language snuggle up with a cozy blanket do some stretches, take a bubble bath, eat something you love, you know, spend some time with yourself even, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) If acts of service is your love language, create a to-do list. Um, Give yourself a break. That is my biggest love language is giving myself a break when I need one. Um, I, we were going to record this episode yesterday. And I was like, you know what? I need to just sit on the couch. 
And we did. We sat on the couch and I'm getting him addicted to true crime. It's great. Keep a habit tracker. Do an act of kindness. This always makes me feel better. Um, Schedule appointments. You know, checking anything off of a list makes me feel better. It makes me feel like I did something, especially if you're like me and you are acts of service with ADHD. Yeah. Um, And then if receiving gifts is your thing, invest in your passions. Make yourself a calming self-care kit. Do a DIY project. Treat yourself to something. Like for me, it would be a book. Go get a, go to the Barnes and Noble. That always feels good. Enroll in a fun class, like do something, you know? Um, and then if words of affirmation is your thing, um, keep a gratitude jar and like pull something out when you need it. Or even just like a jar of affirmations that tell you wonderful things about yourself. Um, you know, that you're brave and you're smart and you're kind and um, you can do amazing things and then pull those out when you need them. Um, recite positive affirmations, uh, watch a Ted talk. Those always make me feel good. Write positive notes. I've got sticky notes all over my room. Um, compliment yourself. We don't do that enough. All right. I, I'm a big self complimenter. I'll tell him all the time. I'm a boss ass bitch. So (laughs) find things that make you feel good about yourself because the better you feel about yourself, the easier it is to love yourself the easier it is to have a healthy relationship. I guarantee that we would not have the healthy relationship that we do years back because we were not showing up for ourselves. We had to start showing up for us in order for us to show up to for each other. Agree? Yeah. I wasn't ready to be in this kind of relationship until I took care of myself because you can't take care of somebody else until you take care of yourself. So, you know, I, as harsh as I can be to myself for the physical and how I'm, you know, my harshest critic, I am much kinder to myself for the mental, my growth in the past few years of how I took control of my life and, you know, just had a, a desire to try new things and turn my life around. You know, I'm proud of, I'm, I can say I'm proud of myself for that because I don't think I would have you in my life today if it wasn't for that, you know, I don't think you fell in love with me because of my physical transformation. I think you fell in love with me for my, for my mental transformation. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Because I'll, you'll show me like photo or like your before and after photos or whatever. And all I see in each photo is like the person that I love. You know what I mean? But I didn't know him as a person back then. So in every photo, he's the person that I love because I, that's who I know, you know, but like, if I look back to how shitty I was to myself for a lot of years, you know, we, we need to become the person that we need for ourselves. It's for sure why, you know, nothing really worked for me until I worked on myself, you know, before we started dating, I was finally in a place where I was like, if it's just me, that's okay. Because I love myself. Like now I love my company. I'm okay. Before I met him, I was like, I'm okay if it's just me. Like I'll be fine. And I think we really have to like get to that place almost, you know, where we have enough self-love to sustain our life on our own. And then whoever enters your life, they're just complimenting that. 
and because you love yourself so much, you can not only show up to love someone else, but you teach people how to love you better. I had no idea how to love myself, so how in the world would I have taught anybody else how to do it? Go take the love language test if you haven't. Buy the book if you haven't because this doesn't even cover the book. I mean, it's not a long book. And if you're a 75 hard listener, it counts as your reading. Go read the book. It's great. Uh, I read it years back. Read it again during 75 hard. And it's wonderful. It, It will really, really help you love your partner. And come join the group because if you're still listening, and I'm going to talk about it in the group, I'm going to do a little two-week challenge for love languages. So every day I'm going to give you something to do, right, that's going to strengthen your relationship. So it'll be like, I don't know if anyone knows what the love dare is. I am a big fan of the love dare, and it's going to be a little bit similar to that, but geared more towards love languages. So if you're not in time to grind in the Facebook group, come join us. The link is in the show notes, or you can just hop on Facebook, search time to grind, and the group comes up. I also have a business page you can go like, and of course, you can follow the Instagram, time to grind podcast, and you can follow me on Instagram as well, Kimbo underscore Brooke with an E on the end, and you can follow my boyfriend's here on Instagram as well. Maddie Amazing. Maddie Amazing. And uh, yeah, so lots of good stuff coming. And I think that's all we have for you today. So in the meantime. Get out there and grind. (laughs) (laughs) Feels weird not to say it myself. All right, guys.